What is up? Good morning, world. This is your boy Woody, aka the Disciple, here kicking it with you, rocking it with you, rising and grinding. Let's get it shaking. Let's get it crackalacking this morning. We're about to have a great day. With the holiday season right around the corner, let's be grateful. Let's be thankful. Let's understand that this is the day that it was made just for us because unlike a lot of people in the world you woke up today and that's special that should be celebrated and that's something that shouldn't be just celebrated by yourself that should be celebrated with friends with family with loved ones with 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 an understanding and we have to realize that that is something special because not everybody got the same opportunity as you. With that being said, let's get up. Let's do something incredible. Because you're that number one. There is no two. There is no three. There is only that one. Even if you got a twin sitting right next to you, you're still that one. You're both still that one. Now let's go out there and let's kill the game. All right, guys. I want to talk to you about something important, and that is who you are. But Woody, why do you want to talk about who I am? Well, I'm glad you asked. The reason why I want to talk about who you are is because that's going to be the start for everything. Understanding that. The minute you understand who you are, the minute you understand the person that God wants you to be, is the minute that everything's going to start to fall into place for you. That's going to be the minute. That's going to be your aha moment. That's when everything's going to be like, oh. And then you're going to kind of sit there and think to yourself, well, why didn't I think of this earlier? And that's perfectly fine. It happens to people all the time. But... It, there's some there's something about once you know who you are who you're meant to be who you are in Christ a lot of things just start to make sense and you don't doubt yourself you don't doubt what you're doing anymore see cuz doubt is the number one enemy of you of me of everyone a lot of the times it's the reason why don't people don't start their dreams it's not because they don't know how to do it or they're not smart enough to do it or they don't have enough money. It's never that. Most of the time when you talk to someone that hasn't tried something that they want to try is that they're scared to try it and they feel like they got to give up something to achieve it like they got to give up time or they have to give up money or maybe they don't have to give up anything but they feel as though they don't have the ability or the know-how to ever learn what it is see that's crazy to me and if the number one thing that keeps anyone from doing anything is a doubt then that means the number one that keeps anyone from doing anything is yourself so understanding who you are, understanding that you're a champion, that you're great, that you're meant to do great things, no matter what it is you set out to do that is going to be successful, takes away a lot of the stigma of doubt that floods people's mind when things start to get hard or they are faced with a challenge that they've never been faced before.
And yes, it's a unique thing. It may be something brand new that you've never done before, but that shouldn't stop you. Why should that stop you? Because at one point on this earth, you did not know how to speak. You did not know how to walk. You did not know how to feed yourself. And those were all things that you had to learn. And I doubt any baby or any parent that has a child ever had to deal with a child that was scared to feed themselves. You know, kids are so excited to feed themselves, they make a mess. You know, they're so excited to get somewhere when they're learning how to walk, they'll fall a million times and then get back up. You know, they'll even laugh while they're falling or they'll laugh every single time they get up after from falling. And that should tell you something. That should tell you something about life in a way that we overlook every single day of every single second. And that's that there really isn't something called failure in this world. That is something that we've made up. Failure, honestly, is just when you give up and you just don't try again. You don't try again. You don't push again. You don't push past the limitations that you have. You don't do something brand new. That's really a failure. But that's that's a failure in like a new sense of the word. You know, it's not a conventional way of the way we use failure. Because to us in our daily lives, failure is just not achieving something. It's not completing something or, you know, something just wasn't completed. We set out to do something and it wasn't complete. But that isn't what failure is. Especially if it's something that you get up and you do again. And then you get up and you do again. At that point, that's not a failure. That's getting that's gaining experience. That is a learning curve for you. If you're if you're not good at something and you get up and you try again, every time you fall down, that's not a failure. That's you gaining experience and learning. Doubt is really something that we have to consider that we're fighting. And we have to consider that this is something that we're fighting so that we can be aware of combating it daily because it's not always going to come from us. I'll say that most of the time it's not us planting the seed, you know, sometimes it's a situation planting that seed of doubt, something that we may be going through. You may be dealing with something. You may be dealing with an issue. You may be having uh, marital problems. You may be having uh, family problems, whatever that may be. And because you've been dealing with it longer than you thought you'd be dealing with it, that seed of doubt has kind of just been planted and you've kind of gotten used to the idea of, wow, this is this doesn't seem like I'm going to get over it. Or it's a seed of that was planted by somebody else. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, you can't do that. Why are you trying to do this? This doesn't make sense. But regardless of whether or not it's a person or a situation, you always have the power to allow what it is that influences you. Because evil morals corrupt good. What do I mean by that? Don't you find it difficult sometimes to hang out with a friend that's constantly being negative? And when you are hanging out with that friend, 
and they are being negative don't you catch yourself sometimes being just a little bit negative and if you're not being negative you're always thinking to yourself why is this person always being negative yeah that's what i mean it's always something it's always something that that's gonna make you think slightly differently of what you would normally would think like it's an influence without you realizing it there's like a thought behind you telling you you can't do something because this person's always like oh nothing ever works out oh everything's always dumb you know nothing nothing is going my way and it really takes a strong character to ignore stuff like that you know that's something hard for everybody to do and even if you are strong charactered and you can deal with that you wouldn't be able to deal with that 24 7. always be aware that you have to control the narrative that surrounds you that you have that power don't let somebody else steal your shine don't let somebody else feel as though because they can't do something you can't do it don't let anyone sow a seed of doubt into your heart even if it's you the minute you feel as though you can't do something or you're not smart enough to do something or you're not good enough to do something you should throw that thought outside of the window asap because who is anybody to tell you that you're not smart enough to do anything no one knows what you're capable of doing no one can possibly have that understanding to comprehend what you can do in the future if you start today if you started learning something brand new today who are you to say that that's something that you're not going to be great at tomorrow I'm sure at every point that everyone had to learn math or everyone had to learn a subject, right? Now imagine you weren't too good at the subject at first, you know? It wasn't your best subject. Imagine if you let someone tell you that, hey, you're never going to be good at this subject. And because of that, it doesn't matter if you were in high school, if you were in college, you always failed that subject. Don't let somebody else determine whether or not that's something that you'll be good at. The perfect example that I could ever give you in my entire life is always going to be me. So that my experience is always going to be the best example that I can give you. Growing up in elementary school, my teachers didn't think that I was good at reading or at math or good at math. Right. So it doesn't matter if it was a test or if it was doing um, participation work in class. I would always have a hard time uh, either getting high grades or getting as high grades as the other students. So one day my parents got me a tutor and my tutor was an awesome person. What she wanted to do, she wanted to give me a test to see where I fall on the line you know whether or not I was dyslexic or not so she said that look I'm gonna tutor him this week twice this week and then next week I'm gonna tutor him just one day and then the second day I'm gonna give him a test so my parents are like okay fine great let's get to the bottom of this because they wanted to know if I was dyslexic or not because my teachers just wanted to put me in um, a remedial class so this was going to be the determining factor of whether or not I had to be put into a remedial class. 
So she's tutoring me. We go through the week. The weeks, you know, they pass by fast. And now it's the day of the test. So it's the day of the test. And she gives it to me. She gives me one reading. I take it. And I'm done in like 10, 15 minutes. Give it back. And then she gives me the math test. Math test, I take a little longer. I took like 20 minutes, 25 minutes to finish. And then I gave it back. And then she calls my parents into the room after she graded it. And then she looks at them with a straight face and she's like, I don't know how to tell you guys, but your son's not dyslexic. He understands everything. He can comprehend reading, and he can comprehend writing really well, and he can comprehend math really well. I don't know why the teachers in his school are saying that he needs to be put into a remedial class or left back. That doesn't make any sense. He's really, really good. He's really, really good at these two subjects. And my parents are, you know, they're a little skeptical only because they've seen the grades that I've come home with. So they're like, why is he doing good on these tests here at home that you're giving him? And, you know, he's failing the ones at school. And she was like, well, I was talking to your son for a little bit. And a lot of the stuff that they were teaching him in school, he just didn't understand. So my parents look at me. And they're like, why why don't you tell your teachers you don't understand something if you don't understand it? Why would you why would you do that? They were so like, oh, they didn't get it. So my mom and dad are looking at me and they're like, if you don't understand something, why don't you just tell your teachers you don't understand? And I told them that because a lot of kids in the school get in trouble because they talk too much in the school and they always get in trouble for either talking too much or making the class disruptive and I didn't want to bother anybody and because I didn't want to bother anyone if I didn't understand anything I just figured that it's something I'm supposed to deal with isn't that crazy isn't that ridiculous that uh, an entire school would think that I would need to be put in a specialized class thinking to themselves that I can't do something when in reality it's not because I couldn't do it it's because I didn't understand it and I didn't want to get in trouble for asking or telling them that I just didn't understand how she was teaching it long story short my parents were pretty much like look if you don't understand anything you have to let someone know. You have to tell them. If you don't tell the teacher, you at least got to come home and you got to tell us. This is this is something that I don't get. I don't understand. So I'm like, okay, all right. I can do that. That's not a big deal. We kept my tutor and she was incredible at teaching me reading and math. And reading now is like my favorite subject, like writing is my favorite thing to do. Uh, math, we have a love-hate relationship. It's whatever, you know. I can do it. If someone told me what was 5 plus 5 on the spot, I'd be able to do it in a heartbeat, you know. Would I want to do it? No way. But can I? Most definitely. Huh. Yeah. But isn't that funny? Don't let anyone tell you what you can and can't do. 
Because to them, they're just thinking to themselves, you can't do it because you're this or because you're that. And they don't, under, they don't even understand the full scope. They won't even bother to ask you. They won't even bother to sit there and ask you if you even understand 